Welcome to The Data Coach, a podcast about how data plus people equals a data-driven culture. You'll hear from me, Lorena Vasquez, a passionate data lover and advocate for data-driven organizations. And now, your data coach. Hello and welcome to The Data Coach Podcast. I am your host, Lorena Vasquez, and it's good to be back. It's been a few months since the last episode of the Data Coach Podcast, and I want to address the break before we get started with today's episode. In the last episode, I had kicked off a series on data engineering, and I had already lined up a few topics that I wanted to bring up when on May 25th, George Floyd was murdered and the U.S. racial relations came to a pivotal moment. These issues have long existed and and it took the unnecessary death of George Floyd to raise the conversation at a national level. I took the time to do my own self-reflection and if I could be vulnerable for a second, I felt that I couldn't pick up this microphone and record another episode as as if it was business as usual. I needed to step away for a bit to figure out how I could use my voice and my platform. So now that I'm back and with a fresh new perspective, this comeback episode will be on data quality. We know that data is being used in businesses, but more importantly, data is front and center around the issues that we are faced with today. A global pandemic with COVID and racial injustice. Whether you know it or not, data is more present in our lives now more than ever before. And the general public is more aware of it as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to cover the importance of data quality. I always like to start a new topic with a definition. So how is data quality defined? I did some searching to figure out how data quality is defined. And to be honest, there were so many versions out there. In the simple, in the simplest case, data quality is is an attribute of useful data. In another way you could say it is that data quality is, you know, does this data fit the needs of what I'm trying to do? And this is not just from an analysis standpoint. Is this data useful? Traditionally, data is measured against the following dimensions to determine if the data is of good quality. We look at completeness. Do you have all the data? Consistency. Well, if we call something customer, is that also called customer elsewhere? Uniqueness. How many versions and copies of this data do I have? Then there's accuracy. Does the data match what we are expecting it to be? If I sold three products, does the data show that I sold three products? And lastly, timeliness. How fresh is this data? Is it being updated? When was the last time that it was updated? You will find variations to these dimensions, but 
In my own opinion, having a laundry list of dimensions just becomes overwhelming to tackle. So for now, I'll stay with these. Why is data quality important? Have you ever heard the phrase garbage in, garbage out? Well, it's used to reference what bad data does to analysis, to data collection, to basically anything that you want to do with data. But maybe you're asking, what, what is garbage or bad quality data? Well, I define bad data as data that doesn't pass the dimensions I mentioned before. But I also like to add to that that biased data is also bad data. Let's take, for example, algorithms for, for loans. Many loans today are processed automatically. You have algorithms or machine learning models um, that are doing this automatically. Now, algorithms and machine learning models, they, they need historical data in order to predict an outcome. What do you think happens when there's new data that doesn't fit in the model or there are bad assumptions that are built into the algorithm based on who was historically given loans? Well, if you have a good data science team, you know, they are retraining their models when things have changed in their incoming data that they didn't account for. But sometimes what we end up seeing is that bad quality data and data science models can have a real effect on people's lives. Let me give you an example. An article published in November of 2019 by UC Berkeley found that in their research of mortgages from 2008 to 2015 showed that, and, and I quote, black and Latino borrowers pay 5.6 to 8.6 basis points higher interest on purchase loans than white and Asian ethnicity borrowers do. Now, part of that reason the Berkeley paper comments is that the data that is being collected and, and also how the data is being used. When you're building a model to predict whether or not you should give a loan to someone, you have to understand the assumptions used in that data set. The Berkeley paper goes into further details and I'll leave a link to that case in the show notes so you could read that further. But a really optimistic finding is that based on the research, there has been an improvement in lending in minority groups. Now, if I go back to data quality, how does any of this relate to data quality? How is it that data science models can make lending approvals wrong in the first place? Let's put this against our data quality dimensions and let's see what we find. When it comes to data completeness, what do we need to ask ourselves? But the paper points out that although the models have information about potential home buyers, what is missing is the context or understanding as to why it's harder for some minorities to get a loan in the first place. You know, think about this, you know, maybe they live in a not so great neighborhood, but they're trying to improve their lives and can afford to live in a bigger home. But the models, they didn't break that into it. And 
the models and more specifically the people building the models made assumptions that don't have the complete and full story now if we look at consistency you know the, the paper didn't mention that there were any inconsistencies in the data that was being collected by lenders so that's positive with regards to uniqueness how many versions and copies of this data do we have and within lending you know a lot of this information is provided by the person requesting the loans and you know there could be a possibility of multiple applications across different lenders trying to be able to cast wider net to see which lender gives them a loan we look at accuracy you know does it match what we are capturing does whatever data that we have match to what is being entered and when we talk about models the data in this particular case the data that is being used is data that is provided by the potential home buyer and timeliness how fresh is this data when was the last time it was updated and most often than not, it's at the point of ap application, the point that the application has been submitted. So when, when we look at lending data, the biggest call out with regards to data quality, you know, if we, we looked at all the different dimensions here is really completeness. You know, using some attributes beyond just reviewing risk scores, you know, that itself could yield discrimination. And now again, it's not all gloom and doom. We are seeing changes in lending, which is amazing. And I want to make clear that, you know, not all models are bad. It is all about the details and the assumptions that are baked into these models can really have an effect on people's lives. Make sure that when you're building out your models, that you're telling the full story. Let me ask you this. Is there another reason why data quality is important? Can you think of another one? I have one for you. It's just one word. Trust. Trust in the data. How many times during this global pandemic that we're in have we seen the media or government agencies report on numbers only to later release a statement rectifying such numbers? If we looked at the same data quality dimensions or attributes of data, you know, let's ask ourselves, why is it that data reported by government agencies or the media, or different places, why can, you know, how is it that they could have data quality problems? Well, let's take a look. When it comes to completeness, do we have all the data? Now, one of the issues that was raised during the beginning of COVID was how the data was being reported by the hospitals. In New York, for example, we saw the governor call for centralizing the data collection of infection rate and deaths of COVID. We know that the healthcare systems, especially the private ones, do not talk to each other. And when they're not talking to each other and there is no collaboration, in a global pandemic, it becomes a problem because you need to have collaboration across these different systems. And so we saw that early numbers didn't have the complete data set. 
either not all hospitals could report on time or we could see exclusions of certain uh, places like nursing homes where that data wasn't even being collected, but it's still COVID, COVID was still impacting them. If we look at consistency, early on, we saw that the that testing was inconsistent, that the results of testing were inconsistent. If you tested three times, you would have one of those tests be false positive. Now, of course, that impacts the reported numbers for infection rates. Moving on to uniqueness, how many versions and copies of this data did we have? Now, we you would see the data was reported by the CDC, by the local government, by the hospitals, by other healthcare data companies. And that can be problematic in itself because you don't know which one to believe, especially if the numbers were different. Now, I'm not crucifying any of these reporting agencies because they were tasked with providing information to the general public during a global pandemic. What I'm trying to convey to you is that when we look at multiple sources of data, you need to ask yourself, which is the data set with the best data quality? Let's look at data accuracy. Does it match what we are capturing? When it came to COVID reporting, we started seeing that over time, accuracy was improving. This was only because trying to have reporting happen as accurately as possible when hospitals were being inundated with patients and tests being false positive, along with other patient emergencies, it really is a difficult task. And my hat's off to all the people who are working in, in those environments. Timeliness. How fresh was the data that, we were being, that was being collected? The, the data that was being reported early on was delayed. It was only after, in, in the case of New York, it was only after some processes were put in place that we were seeing end-of-day reporting by healthcare systems, by different healthcare systems. Now, overall, what we saw um, were systems were put in place to gather the data in a more streamlined process to ensure data quality. How do you systematically find out the quality of data? And this goes for any type of data, not just for COVID. Now, I'll talk a little bit about a few of the tips and things that you should be, these data quality checks that you may want to be doing. They can be done systematically through some programming languages. And at the same time, they could be done just by yourself, asking yourself some questions. So here are a few of them. Ask yourself, does the data match the source that is capturing this data? For example, if you're entering a form and you're asking for information, if you do a basic test, you entered my email address, are you capturing the email address? If so, great. Is the data representative of your target audience? Do I have enough of a sample that really speaks to the people that are using my product or service? 
does the data have consistency checks to ensure that what you call an email is actually an email? And the same goes for any type of data. If I expect to have a dollar amount, am I capturing a dollar amount? Um, if I'm expecting for it to be sentences, am I getting sentences or am I getting numbers? Does your data have zero duplicates? And if it doesn't, what are the steps that you need to take in order to remove those duplicates? How do you define uniqueness in your data? And the last question you have to ask yourself is, when was the last time your data was updated? Is it quote unquote, the freshest that it can be for the purposes of your analysis? Because if it isn't, it's time for a refresh. Having good quality data helps avoid the garbage in garbage out scenarios that we so fear. So the next time that you look at data, ask yourself, is this good quality data? Or is this garbage data? I hope you have enjoyed this episode on data quality. Let me know what you thought of today's episode on Twitter at The Data Playbook or on the website, thedataplaybook.com. Until next time. The Data Coach is hosted by Lorena Vasquez. You can find more information about this podcast and your host on thedataplaybook.com slash the data coach podcast. And don't forget to subscribe.